<laughs> oh man. I want to I want to share some of you this morning if I can through the Bible. But first of all, we need to pray for some people. I got a sigh fell across the lake from me, across the canal from his funeral Thursday. I'd like for y'all to pray about that. It'd be a military funeral and they're gonna have quite a thing about it because he was he was quite a guy in the in the Navy and um, he's in World War Two. He wrote a book and I if I can find the name of the thing, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, you ought to read that book. It's quite a quite a story. Well, I'll have his funeral Thursday, but uh, Mrs. Geisler, we need to pray much for her. Um, they put her in ICU, and then she quit uh, drinking, and then she quit uh, uh, having anything to drink. Now they got her on a feeding tube, and um, they asking us, uh, somebody's got to make the decision to take that off of her, and, and uh, Mrs. Uh, McCracken is her, uh, anyhow, she's called me last night and asked me to help her make the decision what to do, and, it, and I think that's a doctor decision. I do not think that ought to be laid on anybody that don't know what they're talking about, amen? But uh, just pray for her, if you would, please, because she's been a dear friend to this church, and uh, me and my wife as uh, pastor of this church over the years, and and uh, I hate to see her going through what she's going through right now, but that's part of life. But just pray for her. Then uh, Mrs. McCracken's um, um, daughter-in-law, she had a heart attack, and so we want to remember her, if you would, please. Um, I almost said her name. I can't think. Mrs. Kirby. So don't forget her, if you would, please. Is there any others we need to pray for? Tommy, don't forget, uh, Tommy Harden is sick, and um, he just, uh, we need to pray for him this morning, pray for Barry and Lynn, they're traveling, and uh, just uh, keep our people for the Lord all the time, if you would please. Heavenly Father, it's good to be in this place for your people. I pray, dear God, that you'll bless us as we study thy word together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I was watching the news this week. Uh, that um, thing of uh, getting that lady on the Supreme Court and um, after uh, the whatever they go through <clears throat> the two sitting up there man and woman and I can't even remember Graham and, and the other lady I forgot her name but anyhow they got up and uh, she went over to him and hugged him after they had sat there and argued all that time and uh, boy, the news media went crazy. Said a Democrat should never hug a Republican. And I mean, it's been all over the news, it's all over the place, uh, that she actually hugged, you know, him and showed some kind of emotion during this thing. And I want to read you something from the Word of God, and I want you to see something that I believe is absolutely true. In 1 John chapter 3, and First uh, John chapter three, and I want to begin to read in verse eleven. I'd like to read on down a little bit, so just stay with me. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. 
not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and for, for, wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hate has this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shut up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he has given us. Father, bless the reading and studying of thy word. Now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 11 especially, for this is a message you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Now, true love produces action. In the verses before this, you will find the surety of our salvation. Now, we come to the practical side of salvation. Now, first of all, you got to know you're saved. Amen? But salvation has a practical side of it. Now, throughout the New Testament, there are verses verses of Scripture of practical Christian living taught here. For instance, Colossians 2.6, Have you have therefore received Christ, Jesus, the Lord, so walk you in Him. Romans 1 verse 7, We are called, the Bible says, to be saints. We are to practice in our walk in what we declare in our talk. In reality, in partiality, we are to be what we declare we say we are. In John 13, verse 17, If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. It's not just a thing of knowing what God says. It's the doing of them that makes the difference. In John 13, verse 15, is the answer to all this doing what we are to do. Verse 15, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Now Jesus said, uh, Save them. Uh, he fed them. He gave them rest. He even paid their taxes. And as so it sh- shows their Christianity, we need to help people to be like Jesus said. Now, again, True believers practice what they say. Verse 10 plainly tells us that he who loves not his brother is not of God. Now I know that 1 John is written to believers. 
So everything is written, as far as I'm concerned, in the book of 1 John, primarily is written to save people. That's number one. But pure, practical Christian living is taught in the book of 1 John also. Now, verse 10 plainly told us that he was who loves not his brother is not of God. Verse 11, this is the message that you heard from the beginning. So true love is more than emotional uh, stir. Love is emotional, uh, just not emotional. True love longs to do something and must do something. True love must give, and many times the Growing is growing is costly. The giving is costly. Think what it costs the God the Father uh, to give His Son in John three sixteen. Now, true believers don't find it difficult then to follow with one another, to fellowship one another, to love one another. Love between brethren is natural. It's a family. One brother dislikes another brother. That's not natural. Or a sister. John uses the case of Cain and Abel in verse 12 and verse 13. Now look at it for just a minute now. He always gives us an example if you look at it. This is the message, and then you come down to verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Now, Notice something with me, verse Hebrews 11 and verse 4. Listen to this. Paul tells us it was by faith Abel. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 17. So Abel was righteous because he heard and believed the word of God. But Cain had the same opportunity. But Cain hated his brother. Why? Because he was of that wicked one, and Abel was righteous. Now, what I'm getting at this morning is when I saw these two people uh, just naturally get up after arguing and fussing and carrying on, and then they come hug one another, and the wicked world makes fun of them and makes a big to-do out of it. Do you know I got three brothers, and uh, we never did get along. I mean, we fought all the time. But uh, one thing about it, when we got through fighting, we were still brothers. And we were still in the same family. And we had to get along. And what I'm saying is, and now the natural thing for a child of God should be that we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the natural thing. But also the principle is taught here, did you know we're to love everybody we come in contact with? We don't know how to fuss and fight and be. Uh, that's evil. And that's what the Bible is saying here. Notice the principle that's taught in First John is that we're to love everybody, and if you don't, then it's evil. Now notice, Cain hated his brother. Why? Because he was righteous. It should be no wonder then that the world hates us because it's unnatural for the world to, be, to love a Christian. Because we live in two different spheres. Believers are citizens of heaven. Unbelievers are citizens of the world. Did you see out in, uh, where was that, out there in California, one of them cities out there, I forgot which one of them. This man stood up for Christianity, this young man, and another one walked up behind him and just shot him dead. 
for just standing for what he was standing for, saying he was a Christian. Now, what causes that? What causes somebody to do something like that? Now, it's natural to love your brothers and sisters in Christ, but the principle is, whether you're a brother or sister in Christ or not, I'm not to hate you. That's not a God. So what, what we're seeing then is hatred coming out. It's the devil's work. When we see something like that's going on in this world, not just out west, but all over, and we see people killing one another and being just being uh, just outright mean to one another, we have to stop back, step back and say, wait a minute, that's not just them, that's the devil behind that. That's evil. Now watch this, please. We have two different natures. The unbeliever is of his father, the devil. John 8, verse 44. He is by nature a child of wrath. Ephesians 2, verse 3. When people have the attitude, I'll get even with them. If it's the last thing on earth I do, they are the children of wrath or of the devil, not of God. The believer is a child of God. The believer possesses divine nature. It is unnatural for the world to love a Christian. But it is natural for believers to love each other. Now, if you don't love our fellow believer, uh, if you don't love your fellow believer, then the Bible says you don't love God. Why? Because born-again people possess the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit bears fruit. Galatians 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, in John 14, verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. And he commands us to love one another. Let me show you how God works in a Christian life. <clears throat> we had a lady come to our church several years ago, and uh, she just didn't like a certain, and I ain't got to go into it, but a certain type of people, children. She was, her and her husband didn't have any children, and they just didn't love children. I mean, they just didn't want children. And uh, she come to church and sit and watch children, and she just get mad at this one certain group of children that come to our church. And she talked to me about them all the time. Why you got to go out and do this and bring them in on buses and everything? And guess what? She left our church, went to another church, and God put her right in teaching the class of that particular children in that class, and she learned to love them. Isn't that how God works? God will get you to the place that you'll have to be humble and learn to love what God told you to do. Everybody. Amen? Now, the believer is a child of God. The believer possesses divine nature. It is unnatural for the world to love a Christian in, but it's natural for a believer to love one another. Now, I want you to watch something else taught here. Verse 14. True believers have assurance. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brother. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. I hear people all the time talking about uh, they're afraid that they can lose their salvation or I used to be saved and, and I lost my salvation. I don't know if I'm saved or not. And they use these terms all the time. But you know how I know I'm saved? One of the ways I know I'm saved because I love people. I just do. Now, I aggravate them sometimes, and I know that. I just got a natural instinct. To, I just love to aggravate people. But uh, I, in reality, I still love them. Amen? 
I really do. I don't want to see no harm come to nobody. I really don't. I want to see God blessing people all the time. And I know He does. Now, there are several ways clearly taught in the Bible where we can know we are saved. Number one, through the testimony of the Word of God. John chapter 5, verse 24. Tell us we can know that we're saved by the testimony of the Word of God. Number two, through the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, verse 16. One of the ways I know I'm a child of God, i got something living in me that didn't used to live there. And I find in the Bible it's the Holy Spirit of God. And I feel His presence. I know His presence when I read the Bible. And just all the time, He's convicting me of sin. He's convicting me to do right and so on. And I know He lives within me. Number two. Number three, I know I'm saved through the testimony of our hearts. The new heart God puts within us at the new birth. First John chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. So notice. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is commandment. We should believe on the name of the Son, of Christ, uh, Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. So I know I'm saved that way. And number four, through our love for the brethren. 1 John chapter 3, and look with me in verse 10. In verse 10. And this is, in this, the children of God are manifest, or made known, what that word manifest means. And the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness, is not of God. Neither he that love, not his brother. You ever been around people that just want to be mean to people? I mean, just absolutely. How would you like to be? I know a man that just... Uh, He'd go down the street, when he was a little boy, he'd go down the street and just knock mailboxes over with his ball bat. Just knock mailboxes over. And I said to him, I said, why do you want to do that? <clears throat> he'd take his BB gun, my man. I'd run around with him a little bit, and, and me and him were just, uh, just kids, and he'd go in, he'd break in somebody's house, shoot all the lights out with his BB gun. And I said, I don't want to go in there and do that. I ain't going to do that. And I, I just don't understand people that just want to do absolutely mean things. Except for one thing. They're not children of God. They're not children of God. If all you want to do is do mean things, then there's something wrong. I don't want to. I know one day my brother used to tell me when we was growing up, uh, my mom and daddy would tear us up if we went to the movies. But we shined shoes down on South Spring Street years ago, and uh, it cost, I think, a nickel or a dime, I forgot which, to go to the movies back then. And uh, just as soon as we shined enough shoes to get us a nickel or a dime, my brother said, let's go to the movies. And I said, man, I don't want to go. I'll get a whipping. He said, a whipping just lasts for a minute. That movie lasts for two hours. Let's go. And he taught me into it, and we'd go. And then we'd get a whipping every time we're going to the movies. We never figured out how Daddy knew that we were going to the movies except uh, we would be in there for two hours and we couldn't, couldn't count for them two hours. I finally figured it out. <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is it, if you're a child of God, there's just something in you that you just don't want to be mean to people. You just really don't. Now, you might want to aggravate them a little better. You might want to just kid around with people. That's one thing. But when you deliberately want to hurt somebody, 
There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your Christianity. The Bible says your, de- your father is the devil. My father is God. And I want to do something good. God is love. It didn't say not only is God loves, but the Bible says God is love. And if you don't possess God through Christ Jesus, then you don't know what love is. Now listen, God is love. Christ is God's love gift to us sinners. Now watch this. When we receive Him, uh, then certainly when we have Jesus in our hearts, we love the brother. We're not saved through loving, but we love the brethren because we are saved. Verse 14. Verse 14 now. We know that we have passed from death into life, that is, from unsaved to saved, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother that abideth in death. Now, notice the death here in verse 14 is eternal death. Romans, I mean, Revelation 20, verse 14, the lake of fire. We know that we have passed from death, that is, the wages of sin, that we did possess, uh, the life of Christ, who is our life, we pass from that death into life. Now, verse 15. <clears throat> verse 15, please. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Now, we know that God can forgive you of anything. Now, remember something. When God forgives you of something, it's done. You're clean. Amen? I've had people come up and the Bible says no murderer has Christ in him. Well, as far as God is concerned, after you're born again, you'd become not a murderer. You're cleansed. You're made anew in Christ Jesus. Now, watch it. But if you continue... If you, if, you, if you say, well, I got saved a certain many years ago. I asked Christ to be my Savior. And you want to kill somebody, and you want to destroy somebody, you never got saved. You never got born again because you don't have the heart of God in you. Now watch this. And notice, hate kills just as much as a three fifty seven Magnum. Verse 16. Hereby we perceive the love of God, because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You ever hear, you ever been around people, I want my way and I'm going to get it a bust. I mean, no matter what it costs somebody else or how much it hurts somebody else, they're going to have their way or die. Well, God said, if you're a true, true child of God, you're to give up your life for somebody else. Notice verse 16 uh, verse uh, sixteen again. Hereby perceive the love of God because He laid down His life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brother. You, you, this is what it simply means. I don't have to have my way all the time. And you give in. Do you know what causes more splits in marriages than anything else? It's I'm going to have my way or bust. A marriage is a give and take thing. All the time, it's a give and take. You don't get your way all the time. Listen, I hate shopping. I used to. I enjoy it now because I found out I can aggravate people in stores. But the 
uh, back uh, before I used to go, my wife did on the shopping. We, I'd carry out and sit in mall out there. I'd find me a bench and sit on it and let her shop. And I said, well, I'll go shopping if she'll go fishing with me. And she didn't necessarily like fishing back then until she caught a big old bass. And now uh, she got more big old bass than I got. But uh, uh, the problem is I didn't like one thing. She didn't like the other thing. And what happened is we give in to one another. And that's the reason our marriages kept been kept together. That's the same way when it comes to the Christian life. You don't get your way all the time. Look at verse 17 and 18. Whosoever have this world's good, and see his brother have need, and should have bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You know what I said? You say you love somebody and you see them in need. How can you say that you really love them if you don't want to help them? You can't do it. It's impossible. Love is a natural thing. It flows from your heart to give and to help somebody else. Now watch this. Verse 17 and 18 is love in action. Whosoever, you notice, my little children, let us not work just in word, but in the tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's action. Jesus never performed one miracle to supply any need of his own. Jesus never had a house to live in, no bed to sleep in, according to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 20 and Luke chapter 9 verse 58. Yet, he stepped over all the laws of nature when someone else was in need. He stepped in the lion's den to help Daniel. He stepped in the fiery furnaces to help Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Jesus was never too busy, never too tired, never too engrossed to minister to a needy individual. James chapter 1 verse 22 is true, Christianity. It's in action. You say you love somebody, show it. Amen? And true Christianity shows itself in Good night, it's natural. It's just natural. Sure, we can disagree, and we can say things we ought not to say to one another. All of us do it. But at the same time, you don't turn around and wish somebody just to go to hell and go to a burning lake of fire, and, and I'll have nothing else to do you, and I hope you die. Do you see where they said the other day that when the president got the virus, uh, one of the newscasters said, I hope he dies? How in the world can you do that? How can you hope any human being dies? God gave us life. Amen? And I, you know, when, when a dog gets run over by a car, man, it breaks my heart. When I see a cat or something hurt, it breaks my heart. Anything like that. A, a life is precious. And God says we're to love one another. And that's a natural thing for a Christian. It's unnatural for an unsaved person to have that same kind of love. Amen? We need to know we're saved and learn to love one another and forgive and keep on going. Heavenly Father, would you bless now the reading and studying of thy word? Help somebody today that might have anger, that might have something in their heart that don't belong there, and help them, dear God, to get it out in Christ.